Welcome to day 219 of Shape by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with Cindy Kemp and David Keefe. And uh, we continue our journey through the Gospel of Mark. We come to one of the most interesting chapters in the book of Mark. Uh, it's also recorded uh, for us in, in Matthew and Luke. And uh, <clears throat> there are a lot of different signs and symbols that we're going to encounter today. And of course, there are a lot of different interpretations for those yeah. signs and symbols. And sometimes we get so caught up in the signs and symbols, we we miss the message. Mm-hmm. Uh, the message is to be found about our master's business uh, until he comes, mm-hmm. no matter when that is. And there's a subtle warning in there that it will not be easy uh, to be who we are in the age that we live in. Mm-hmm. And I think we experience some of this. You know, most of it's been pleasant for us yeah. you know, in the United States, living in the suburbs. Uh, we've had a very pleasant duty, but we can't expect persecution. We can't expect suspicion. And uh, <clears throat> Jesus, in chapter 12, has gone into the temple court. And, of course, the most impressive thing he sees in the temple court is a widow <laughs> with mm-hmm. two small mm-hmm. copper pennies. Yeah. And the disciples, on the other hand, are impressed with the temple itself. And so they have they've missed the message. So before we turn to uh, Mark chapter 13, let's... Do as we always do. Let's offer ourselves in this moment uh, to the Lord. Uh, Cindy, do you mind leading us in prayer? Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for um, um, just the opportunity to be in your word. We just ask, Father, that um, by your spirit you would open our hearts and our minds to what we read. And that, Father, we uh, not be made smarter, Father, but that we would may more to look into the image of your son that you would change our hearts it's in christ's name we pray amen amen as jesus was leaving the temple one of his disciples said to him look teacher what massive stones what magnificent buildings do you see all these great buildings replied jesus not one stone here will be left on another everyone will be thrown down as jesus was sitting on the mount of olives opposite the temple peter james john and andrew asked him privately tell us when these things will happen and what will be the sign that they're all about to be fulfilled jesus said to them watch out that no one deceives you many will come in my name claiming i am he and will deceive many when you hear of wars and rumors of wars do not be alarmed such things must happen but the end is still to come nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom there'll be earthquakes in various places and famines these are the beginning of birth pains you must be on your guard You'll be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues on account of me. You will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. Whenever you're arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time, for it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children rebel against their parents and have them put to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you see the abomination that causes desolation standing where it does not belong, let the reader understand. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let no one in the houses go down or enter the house to take anything out. Let no one in the field go back to get their cloak. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. Pray that it will not take place in winter, because those will be days of distress unequaled from the beginning when God created the world until now, and never to be equaled again. If the Lord had not cut short those days, no one would survive. But for the sake of elect whom he has chosen, he has shortened them. 
that time if anyone says to you look here is messiah or look there he is do not believe it for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and wonders to deceive if possible even the elect so be on your guard i've told you everything ahead of time but in those days following that distress the sun will be dark and the moon will not give its light the stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken that time people will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds with great power and glory, and he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as the twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will not pass away, but my words, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. But about the time, day, or the hour, no one knows, not even angels in heaven, nor the Son of Man, but only the Father. Be on guard, be alert. You do not know when the time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned task, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening, or at midnight, or when the rooster crows, or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everything, watch. And so the disciples of most people of their time are <coughs> impressed with the one symbol of national identity that uh, really unites uh, all of Judea. Um, in spite of the fact that they're captive to the Romans, they have the magnificent city of Jerusalem and they have this magnificent temple. Mm -hmm. And uh, whenever the disciples says, see what large stones, some of those stones were about uh, 20 feet high, 20 feet wide, mm -hmm. 40 feet long. Huge chunks of limestone. And, and you see similar stones there, you know, the temple foundation together as it's built up on the side of the mountain. And, and so there's huge stones put in place and it just has a sense of permanence this is always going to be here, and this is built on a rock, and it's going to stand. And Jesus, in turn, says, I tell you the truth, not one of these big stones that none of you could move uh, will be left standing on top of, uh, not, not one of you, not a hundred of you, yeah. could move by yourselves, will be left stop, you know, on top of each other. And, of course, he's already told us you know, in chapter 12 that uh, there's a new stone that the gospel has in mind, uh, that Jesus himself will be the cornerstone and the stumbling block. Mm -hmm. of the gospel mm -hmm. so um, from your reading of chapter 13 can you tell me exactly when you think uh, <laughs> yeah. Christ, Christ will return I do know the father knows the father knows we do not know the exact date or no. the hour uh, we do know that uh, it will there be immense difficulty mm -hmm. uh, this is you know prophesied as uh, you know the day of the Lord or the trouble of Jacob, uh, the tribulation of the last days. It uh, began uh, the moment you know our Lord uh, left you know left the earth. Of course, one of the cataclysmic signs was one that happened within a generation. You know of of Jesus's you know ascension to heaven, and that was the destruction of the temple by the Romans, mm -hmm. in which they completely scattered the stones and left the city uh, absolutely desolate. Mm -hmm. There was. Uh, to many, an abomination that causes desolation as the Romans march in the city and set up their military standard right in the middle of the, the temple courts. Uh, to others, the abomination that uh, causes desolation may have been just the empty worship, the meaningless mm -hmm. ritual of the Jewish people themselves. Mm -hmm. So as many symbols as we have, we have uh, those many interpretations. What are some of the things that stand out as you read this passage? 
what we're like in the middle of, of all this, Jesus' words to his disciples in, mm-hmm. in verse 23, he just tells them, hey, be on your guard. I have told you everything ahead of time. And obviously he's speaking to his disciples right there, but he's also speaking to us, you know, that in the middle of however chaotic it might seem or the losses we're experiencing for the sake of Christ or the difficulties we're going through, he's told us it's going to be difficult. Um, and but he's also given us, you know, hope that these difficulties are these birth pains of this new age to come when I will show up uh, again and usher in all this in. So even in that, I love how he, he gives us a little bit of hope. I, I've told you it's going to be difficult. I've told you there's going to be trials and mm-hmm. difficulties, but, you know, I'm with you. Keep keep hope. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, next week we're going to launch into, uh, you know, Peter's writings. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we've paired Mark and Peter together because uh, Mark is largely um, – felt to be, you know, the, the reflections of Peter is collected by Mark and written down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Peter would say, why are you surprised at all of these trials that are happening? Mm-hmm. And, and one reason we shouldn't be surprised to see the world crumbling around us is that is exactly what Scripture tells us is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And, and so we panic when we see things, uh, you know, kind of falling apart, when we see, you know, kingdoms falling apart, when we see stars falling yeah. from the skies oh, and the sun and the moon. <laughs> You know, turning dark, which are Old Testament, you know, terms, you know, for, for rulers. Uh, you've seen the very same language whenever, you know, Babylon destroyed Jerusalem. It was uh, referred to as a time when the stars fell from the skies. The whole world just kind of is out of order and falling apart in an utter cataclysm. So it talks about famines, wars, rumors of wars. Uh, we experience all of this on a daily basis. And uh, sometimes we even look at things happening inside of our own country and we're a little apprehensive uh, things going around us but he's already told us that we we live not in a in a time of perfection but in a time of persecution and, and of course what we'll find out in peter is those uh, persecutions are perfecting us yeah mm-hmm. uh, there, there's a wonderful thing that the lord does even with the hardship we face he takes the hardship and he he turns it into a faith that is refined as peter will tell us uh, by fire like gold and to add what you know david was saying um probably in those section between 9 and um 13 11 stands out because he says whenever you're arrested and brought to trial do not worry beforehand what to say just say whatever is given you at the time for it is not you speaking but the holy spirit and of course you know they don't have the holy spirit yet but he's been introducing the idea no, of the holy absolutely. spirit to them and i just um I mean, I, I think that that would be really encouraging, although they haven't experienced the Spirit yet, yeah. that they will have a helper and a comforter. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, you know, they've um, experienced the sp- Spirit in the person of Jesus. So this is a rare mention of Spirit, you know, in, in Mark. Uh, we do see the Spirit at Jesus' baptism, sending on Jesus and hear a voice, you know, from heaven. And so that they know that his words are coming from the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And, of course, he will in time promise them mm-hmm. uh, that the Holy Spirit will call to mind everything that he has told them and uh, lead them in all truth. And um, you know, a reminder for us, uh, you know, obviously this is not you know, a text for pastors never to study or anything like that. But even mm-hmm. after you've studied and even after you've devoted yourself to the text and knowing the text, uh, you always do God's work independence on God's spirit and it's uh, there, there's a huge contrast there between what we can accomplish in our own strength and what we can accomplish through him trusting him and so in distress it's promise that the Holy Spirit will be right there with you 
And, and of course, all of these things you know, happen in the book of Acts. They are beaten in the synagogues. Mm-hmm. They are you know, put on trial before governors and kings, and mm-hmm. the gospel is taken all the way to Rome. So a big part of what you see happening in you know, Mark 13 happened in that generation. Mm-hmm. And so that's why Jesus is able to say at the very end, I tell you the truth, this generation uh, will not pass away until all of these things have happened. Mm-hmm. Of course, they didn't see the completion of the end of the ages, but everything we experienced, they experienced, and, mm-hmm. and even more of the tribulations you know, that we experienced, they experienced. And of course, they did experience the cataclysmic destruction of the city of uh, Jerusalem when people did flee. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people mm-hmm. did go you know, to the city of Pella and did go to the surrounding you know, regions as Rome you know, conquered the city. And, uh, and that is, in the mind of the gospel writers, uh, part of uh, the Lord's judgment on Jerusalem and, and the replacement of the temple, not with another more magnificent mm-hmm. temple, mm-hmm. but with Jesus himself and the people that he is forming Again, as we read Peter next week, I hate to jump too far into Peter, no, looking forward but to the it. people who are being formed, you know, into the very temple and the very presence, you know, the presence of God. It's kind of interesting too, because I mean, I'm assuming he's still privately speaking to James and John and Andrew and Peter here, and all along, James and you know John have been thinking kingdom and royalty, and yet he's really going pretty graphic on what's about to really go down. And I can't help but think yeah, they he, are. He did ask him, "Can you, you know, can you be?" Yeah. Can you drink the cup that I'm exactly. drinking? Can yeah. you be baptized yeah. with a baptism? Said, okay, here it comes. You, mm-hmm. you need to tell him you will indeed. And uh, so we, you know, again, um, we've drawn a very pleasant duty here yeah. uh, with the liberties, you know, that we have. Uh, they are threatened from time to time um, with the culture that, you know, we've grown up in. And, and, and there's certainly some people that, you know, politely mock us and, you know, make fun of us. And mm-hmm. obviously there's, you know, all, all of those kinds of things. But uh, we haven't experienced, you know, what, what they experienced. And um, our, our call is to, to bear up in the time that we have and to honor Christ no matter what. It, it may get harder for us. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, Jesus calls us not to panic and not to try to take control of everything around us but to trust him knowing that his spirit not only gives words when we're tested, but gives strength as we are being tested in order to accomplish his purposes. So as you read this, the purpose of reading this is not to figure out whatever symbol means. <laughs> You'll get your charge and prophecy, out. Yeah, <laughs> prophecy always, you know, prophecy always becomes very clear in retrospect. Yeah. After it happens, it's easy to look back and mm-hmm. s- see. Mm-hmm. You know, just as Jesus taught the disciples to look back and see him in, in all of scriptures, it's easy to look back and see. Uh, but one of the features of prophecy is it combines near and far events. Mm-hmm. And, and so the near events in this chapter would be the destruction mm-hmm. of Jerusalem and the hardships mm-hmm. they experienced in time, which kind of, you know, form a type for some of the destructions, you know, that, that you know, some of the destructions and persecutions that believers are facing Right now, we do have yeah. believers where it feels like the stars are falling out of the sky, mm-hmm. and uh, the sun and moon is not in, no longer in orbit. Their world's turned completely upside down. Of course, a lot of us feel that way, but it's it's over nothing. Yeah, uh, in comparison to what you know the rest of believers are experiencing. But uh, we know yeah. one uh, that our times lie ahead of us. Mm-hmm. We know too that our Lord is sovereignly in control, and there's mercy. He cuts the day short yeah. for our He's sake, gracious. knowing what we can handle, yeah. and we know that he is present with us all the way through. 
David, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we deeply thank you so much for chapter 13 of Mark and and the call it has on our lives. Um, not to be people who are trying to figure it all out, but, but to be a people who, um, as you've left us in charge to an extent, to to carry out the assigned task you've given us, to keep watch, to not be found sleeping, but to be a people who have a deep trust in you, even in the difficult days, uh, a people who are found busy with the things of God in our age. And may we as well be a people who, who preach this gospel to all the nations. Um, this hope that's held out in Christ, uh, may it be an anchor for us and may it be the good news that we share uh, with those we come in contact with um, each and every day. And so, Father, may we be your people in this place, in this time, um, for your glory and our joy as we eagerly await the day that you return. And we pray this all in the name of Christ. Amen.